life is already serious enough. So having fun while doing it is important because again, it just reminds them that you are a human being. And I think sometimes if you're too perfect then people think that they can't do whatever it is you're doing. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome everybody to another episode of Your Badass Journey podcast. I'm so excited to share today's conversation with you because I love bringing in partners in life and business onto the show to share not only their journey of how they met, but also because this one is a fun one, um, but also how they decided that it is time to do business together, like really bring in each of their expertise and start to build and launch something that could be sustainable for both of them, but also both enjoy building. So Leslie and Brad are amazing friends and clients of mine. We've been, I've been in a coaching relationship with them, helping them build and scale their business almost a year now. And I had to have them on the show because they are in the health space, health and movement space of onlinepilatesclasses.com. Now, when Leslie first decided to launch this practice and uh, build her business, it was a side hustle. And Brad was in the tech space and product space for a lot of startup companies. So the two of them united a few years ago as a couple and were on separate paths in a career stance. But really both entrepreneurial and both trying to have an impact in this world. So they decided quite recently, um, within this past year and a half, to partner in what Leslie had started. Leslie Logan is a top Pilates instructor and thought leader. And she had already built her platform, but wanted to take it to the next level and extend her reach with her worldwide workshops and figuring out how they could both be flexible and free to travel when they wanted. And so to join in the business felt like the best direction from Brad's perspective in that all the skills he had helping other startups build, launch, and get their products out there, uh, he could be the back office operations, as well as build into the CEO role of this company. So I'm just going to let us jump into today's conversation. I know you're going to get a lot of it out of it. And you know, make sure that you go check out if you're interested in Pilates and or just even what is it and how can you leverage it to feel better in your body. If you go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash started that will help you get their initial guide on getting started with Pilates. But then you also get to learn way more about them. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. Please tag us as you share um, listening to this episode and feel inspired by the story or just laugh along with us because you know we love doing that as well. I'm at Kareen Z. Walsh, as you know. So please go ahead and follow and tag any post there. And you can find Leslie, it's L-E-S-L-E-Y, Logan, L-O-G-A-N, um, to go ahead and connect with us both. Um, Brad likes to stay behind the scenes. So he's not on the social platforms. <laughs> so don't try to find him. But you can connect with me and Leslie. All right, let's jump in. See you on the other side. Welcome, everybody, to another episode on your Badass Journey podcast. Today, I have amazing partners in life and business, Leslie and Brad. Welcome. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Love you guys. And thank you so much for being on today's show because as you guys have founded and built up onlinepilatesclasses.com, my hope is that we can share with our listeners what it really meant 
to start this journey? Was this always the vision from the beginning? And how has it actually gotten you here as partners in life and business? So in order to get us started on sharing your journey, I would first love to hear from Leslie, what inspired you to actually take lead in the Pilates practice that you have today and start building that up so that others could learn from you? What was, what was that part of your journey? And you can go as far back as you'd like. Yeah, I love this question because I think it's um, really fun to share that I actually thought Pilates was an infomercial workout when I heard about it. Um, and I didn't think that it was, you know, all infomercial workouts, they promise all these things. And I just didn't think that any one workout could do all those things. So my friend invited me to a Pilates class. I was like, you, you're crazy. <laughs> it's an infomercial <laughs> workout. But it was so funny because I still went with her. And I fell in love with it literally in the first exercise. I had never felt muscles in my body work like that um, where everything was fired up together. And I'm an athlete, not a dancer. I was a runner. And so for a workout to challenge me in that way, I was totally listening. I changed my entire work schedule so that I, I was the boss of the store so I could do whatever I wanted. But I changed my whole work schedule so I go to class every single day. And then I moved to LA and I struggled so hard to find classes that were like the ones I was taking. And I met this woman and she's like, well, why don't you just become a teacher? And <laughs> I was like, oh, can I do that? Like, it was just so funny. It just didn't cross my mind that I could, but I loved it so much that I became a teacher. I thought it'd be a side hustle. And I ended up becoming so busy teaching during the recession of 2008, 2009 that I had to quit my secured salary job with vacation time <laughs> to teach Pilates. And that's what I did. I love that. What were you doing before Pilates came into your life? Did you have a career focus? Yeah, I totally thought I was going to take over the boutique fashion world. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, you're highly stylish. So I could see that. Yeah, I was running high-end boutique jewelry stores for someone else. And I was hoping to... Someday I was like next in line. So I thought to be running their stores for them, all of them. And we all know that the recession definitely took out a lot of boutique stores. So I could see that that dream wasn't really going to come to fruition, at least at that time. And as my teaching teaching was taking off, I, I was at this point, it's like, I'm either going to, I got to pick one because I'm now working more hours than the doctors that I teach. So, and I'm not making doctor money. So, mm -hmm. so, right. so I need to I need to make a decision. And so I decided to uh become a teacher. And at the time, like I kind of thought I'd be like the next Mari Windsor, you know, because why not? Um and for mm -hmm. those who don't know, Mari was like the DVD infomercial queen that I had made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's a total legend in the in the Pilates world. Yeah, she she was. And so so that's what I thought I was going to do. And then, you know, I got into teaching, but it wasn't until I actually met Brad that I got into video and actually doing things on, on the internet because I didn't have those skill sets. So the idea of me doing what I'm doing now, I mean, it was a dream, but I actually didn't know how to put it into place. And expand it past just a physical classroom. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I wanted to, but, um, that seemed like you needed to have, you know, the PR people and the, the companies behind you, like the guyams and stuff to make your DVDs for you. Mm -hmm. Um, for those of you who are too young to know, people <laughs> used to put videos out on DVDs. Hey, I still, use mine. <laughs> I still use mine. Then they would put them in this weird box and that box would I still have my five disc changer. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh my god! So, <laughs> but I hear what you're saying. There, back in the day, there was a specific way you could get access to fitness, exercise, and um, these programs. And it was definitely like a mail order, you know, send to your home type situation, or going into a physical classroom. So, enter Brad into your life and business, and the exposure of how to bring things online. Tell us a little bit, Brad, about your background prior to um, meeting Leslie, as well as you know, career before deciding to go all in into onlinepilatesclasses.com. Well, I kind of like to say I had an accidental career um, because I I was doing music 
Uh, and that was like my full-time dream and life and goal. And, and, and then my, my entrepreneurship kind of got in the way, mm-hmm. uh, which I used a lot of the entrepreneurialism during the music for you know, more than a decade. Sure. But um, I also needed to get paid. And so I ended up taking a job with a startup company. And um, I, I, uh, I stayed with them and uh, worked till that company imploded. And then I got another gig from relationships there at another startup company. And I just kept bouncing from company to company for actually also more than 10 years um, until I finally uh, realized that I didn't want to work for someone else. And at that point, I was with Leslie. Mm-hmm. So I ended up quitting and then going on my own. But with Leslie, when we met, it was like one of the things that I had begun to, to noodle around with you know, years ago was building a website for my band. You know, We needed a site and we didn't have the money to do it. So I just was like, well, I guess I'll learn you know, HTML. And, and so I just started to do all that. And very organically over the years, I had begun to build site after site after site after site. And uh, when we met, I was able to basically say, "Well, hey, you know, can I, can I take your, you know, can I take over your website?" Because she had like a web person or whatever. Can I, you know, revamp it basically? Yeah. So that started. What that wasn't necessarily the beginning of the um, uh, taking her classes online, but it was like once it became very clear that I, you know, I was able to revamp her site and whatnot. We started to uh, kind of look at YouTube, and you know, I, I told her like, "Hey, look, there's no one, there's no consistent, you know, there's nobody out there consistently teaching the exercises." And if you know Pilates, you know, there's the 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 uh, the, the, the the highest teachers will tell you that there's basically one exercise, and that exercise is expressed in like. 34 different ways you can kind of do that exercise. And then from there, it splinters off into hundreds of variations. So there are hundreds of different exercises. And when, when I kind of understood that, I told Leslie, well, you should teach every single one of them. And she was like, what? What does that even mean? And I was like, we need to start a YouTube channel. And that was the beginning of her going online. Yeah. And I definitely fought him on that. I was like, I shouldn't be the one who does the YouTube channel. Like people are going to... What are people going to say? What are people going to write in the comments? I just thought it was not going to be great. And if you guys could watch my first YouTube videos, they're still up there. And <laughs> it would take us forever to do one video that's like three minutes long. Because if I messed up, I'm like, I have to start over. Like, I have to do it over. There and, were also many expletives involved. Yes. And, and, now, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I messed it up. Don't worry, guys. This is what I meant. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, but that's real, right? Like you would have the same in an actual classroom. You right. know, like just because it's digital doesn't mean it can't have its mistakes and um, the quick way to pivot and, and keep it going. You know, so well, I, I, I do think that, that people make it harder for themselves than it needs to be. Because yeah. when you're live in a classroom setting, unless you taught, Hundreds of classes at that point, years. You've been teaching for years at that point. So, you know, whatever, lots. And when you're live, if you flub something, you just, you know, keep talking. You don't like stop. Like you, your brain doesn't shut you down. You just like correct your word or you restate the way you needed to say it live so that people can understand. But for some reason, when people jump over to pre recorded content, when they, you know, misspeak or they, whatever, they say a word funny, like instead they like freak out, shut down, stop, and then you have to stop the whole production. And then like, they're like, okay, you know, and then you have to do a lot of post and editing or you reshoot the whole thing. And it took, uh, you know, it took a long time for her comfort level to catch up to where she was live in a classroom when she was on video. And now that she's there, it's like, generally it's like one take wonders. Like we don't really do any reshooting unless it's like, Super particular. Yeah, I think it, I think it's that's a great lesson learned, and also evolution, and where we stand today when it comes to digital platforms and expression of self. Right, like I think our our clientele looks for the real in us and isn't always wanting just the polished, finished DVD version. You know, <laughs> like yeah, of, of, of totally. something that just gets replayed and replayed and. And even, you know, to think about 
that in any business setting or even career setting, it's like you're you're gonna keep trying. And even if you fumble, like I always tell my clients, give yourself permission to fumble because it's gonna happen. And the fumble shouldn't stop you from putting what you want to out there. So I love that um, that's the evolution you've come to. Because I know now, um, Leslie, you're always on <laughs> online and you're training not only from a physical standpoint, but also in business and in different tactics of just putting all of you out there. How did, how did that come to be? It's not just about when, when people work with you, there's more than just the physical aspect. Um, yeah, the yeah. So we we didn't we started well. We I started Profilplies myself. Profilplies.com is the business coaching for fitness instructors because I got frustrated as a manager as I started managing high end Pilates studios that when I would interview teachers, their training programs just like mine had not actually prepared them to work. So they were taught all these exercises, but they weren't actually taught how to get a client and then yeah. keep a client. <laughs> they were they were prepared to teach, yeah. but they weren't prepared to, you know, actually sell. And then yeah. a lot of them were were sold a, a training program that I couldn't even hire them if I wanted to. I'm like, you're amazing, but you don't know these three pieces of plies equipment. And I could just see the look on their face when someone told them that they got trained on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, someone told them they were trained a certain way. And so I was sort of frustrated and I decided to write a book called Profit Applies Everything But the Exercises. And I wrote all these different things you should look at when you're picking a program and then what you could do as a teacher. And, you know, I, I built a site for it, everything. So before I met Brad, I had a I had a book signing. It was so fun. And then I sold not very many copies. <laughs> because yeah. like, you know, if like if you build it, they don't come. You have to like, talk about it all the time and often. I, mean, I even had it on Amazon. I self-published, y'all. And like, I had it on Amazon. I was like, oh, Amazon's going to sell. Everyone's going to buy my book. And, um, and in actuality, it's been out um, seven years now and has done very well. And I have become very known for it. And it still has stood the test of time. Even when I went to edit it, except for, you know... COVID, it's like pretty darn good as far as what's in there. I'd like take out Snapchat and add a couple things in with social media. But then it turned into a coaching group because people were constantly wanting to ask me questions. And, you know, I didn't have time to just be emailing people back (laughs) on their business. Um, And so we actually started Profit Pilates as a membership coaching group. In tandem ish with uh, onlinepliesclasses.com, which I, I now tell people all the time, you cannot boil the ocean. If we could go back, we would not have started both things at the same time <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's that has become the reason why you know um, one has grown more than another because you just only have so much time in a day and you only have so many resources. And so, um, so that's how Prof Applies started. And what's really cool is we're able to help teachers all around the world, not just Pilates instructors, uh, run their businesses and grow their businesses, as well as help people um, do Pilates. And the people that we help coach, most of them, the first thing that they stop doing is their own Pilates practice. And so as part of our coaching membership, they actually get the Pilates classes of the membership. And I love that because even if they don't think that there's value in it in the beginning... What we've come to find is that they see why it's so important to me that they need a, their own practice and how that actually grows their business by taking time for themselves. I love that. I mean, it, it's also such a great way to stay focused yourself. You know, as an owner of your own practice, the the programs you put out there and the constant care you have for your community. Like whenever I'm connecting with you on all the socials, and uh, it exudes. Like how much you actually care about your clients. And I think that's another piece where, as creators of business, we, like you said, you could, and I love the lesson learned you had about like writing the book and then thinking people will come to it without figuring out what's the true launch strategy and the marketing behind it, because we don't know until we learn that lesson <laughs> that we should actually think about who it's for and how we attract them in. And so now that you have these established businesses, you're continuing to grow as owners of your business together. 
How do you divide and conquer when it comes to your partnership um, and the growth, the next level of strategy or what you're trying to put out next? I love this question. He's like grinning from ear to ear. He's so excited to <laughs> go out. for it. Jump in. <laughs> the, the most revelatory uh, discovery that we made about each other was actually on the first date that I didn't know we were on. Uh, which <laughs> goes it. back to our, our date, dating days. Uh, how, long, we, how long ago was this? We met in the end of 2013. So okay, I had just published my book. It was a really unique time in my life. I actually spent three months without an address. So while I wasn't sleeping in my car, I was definitely like couch surfing around LA. And and by um, the way, she didn't tell me she self-published, but she did tell me, oh, I wrote a book. And I was like, no way. I'm sitting <laughs> with an author. That's amazing. And she's like, uh-huh. Well, doesn't that sound better? <laughs> I wrote a book versus I self-published. Like, you know, it's like when someone... It doesn't says, matter how it got out there. Sale. You wrote a book. I yeah. wrote a book. She did write a book, but that was like really I, that turned my head. But yeah, what, re- what was really like jaw dropping was this idea of, of being able to uh, embrace your strengths and even knowing what your strengths are. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had both done a online test, or a, I, I actually did my first time in person. It's called Strengths Finders, yeah. and it's Clifton Strengths now. I think they call it. But basically, when we were talking, we, we had identified, we knew our strengths. And there was some crossover, but there was other things that, uh, that were completely different. And uh, I just was like floored, A, that she knew that. But it had been, identifying my strengths had changed my life. And so I, I looked at that and thought like, okay, cool. If it was so impactful for me, A, the fact that she heard of it, and B, the fact that she knew, you know, it must have also been impactful for her. And that was like what kind of kicked things off. Yeah. He was like, have you heard of Strength Finders 2.0? And I was like, what are your top five? And so we both pulled ours out of our phones. Like we saved them. Yeah. And then we were like chatting. And he's like, do you want to get out of here? And I was like, yep. So like, <laughs> so I'm sure Clifton is not like, oh, we're like a great matchmaking service, but they are. <laughs> well, it is. It, or it, in a sense of knowing when you know who you are, as well as you can be, you find your match of the compliments, right? And others. And you also can identify quickly, am I just attracting me over and over again? Or am I attracting <laughs> that is a reflection of what actually makes a, a solid integration as a couple? But that's so mm-hmm. funny. So when you say though, because I need to clarify this for listeners because they're curious, when you say that you have a difference of knowing who you were on a date or you weren't on a date, what <laughs> uh, what was that about? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So I did not know I was on a date. Okay, you can go. <laughs> we have a mutual friend who who um she she met us separately and then when she met him, she's like, Oh yeah. I met this guy and you, you need to meet him. And she shows me this picture. And I was like, wow, he's so beautiful. And his jeans are smaller than mine. I've never, you know, done that before. And, um, but I was like, but I'm trying on new jeans. I'm like, I'm newly, I'm single. I'm going to try on new jeans. Cause I clearly have been wearing the wrong kind of jeans. Right. We all, we all keep going out and dating the same pair. So I, so I told her if she could get me a date with him, I would give her this scarf that I had that she lost the exact same one. And I don't like hearing people complain and she complained multiple times. I'm like, you can have my scarf if you get me a date with him. Nice. So she had manipulated, I'll use the word because that's what guys would use, <laughs> the situation so that Brad would show up to an event. <laughs> so, and then she made sure to keep Brad only with me. And so he didn't know he was on a date. He would thought he was there to meet someone else. Um, so maybe yeah, I, I was, I was there for a business, uh, introduction for, uh, for someone who worked at uh, a music company that I wanted to work with. Okay. And, uh, and, and so the whole night I was like, okay, cool. When am I going to get to talk to this guy about, you know, work stuff? And, and it, like, it didn't happen. And then like, but I was hanging out with her and it was great. And then like, and like they would come by again. And then like the conversation wouldn't happen. I was like, what is going on? Like what? You know, and then they were like, we're leaving. I was like, what? <laughs> what? What, is what is happening? So, but we, she and I had an amazing, like we ended up hanging out for like hours. Hours. Uh, like, hours. It was yeah. the next morning, like when we stopped talking. And 
Um, but what was, what was really cool is that just that was a start of the conversation of many that everything that we do is like very much in line with what our strengths are. And it's, it's just, and from that, it's just been really cool to have a partnership where everything we do, it's like, okay, well, is is that person, what are their strengths? Like, is this job we're giving them part of that? So it's actually how we, when we have new people join our team, um, part of the, you know, interview process is that we have them, we assess their strengths and then it allows us to see, uh, you know, to to really understand where they're going to excel because that, one of the biggest issues that I have struggled with in my own personal life is that I am like a jack of all trades and a master at none, right? I can do anything, any, any of it, you know, am I, and, and, and probably I'll do it well because that's just my personality, but I don't actually want to do it and I don't actually enjoy doing it. Right. But then I end up finding, I found that I end up having to do it because I started the process and I had, you know, all this thing. So, like down the road, I'm kicking myself because I'm carrying this thing that I didn't want to be doing. Um, and so I, I realized that. And then it was like, all right, well, let's not set up our, and I, and I worked for the people who put me in that same position where they never actually asked me if I wanted to be doing it. You right. know, they just said, you got to do this thing now. And then six months later, I hate my job. Right. And uh, so uh, we are always conscious of what our team members' strengths are, so that when we're giving them tasks, we know they're going to a they're going to they're going to be able to do it well, and b they're probably going to enjoy it because for them it's easy to do. And so, like, yeah, I, this job is great because I can bang this out, and I feel like I'm not even working. Yeah, you know, that's true. Aligned leadership, right there. You know, when you we can take the strengths of your team, but also know the strengths you have as the leader of of the group, right? Like both of you in partnership with the team working for you, it, understanding the alignment of also who they need to go to for what, so that you both aren't duplicating efforts, um, or like you said, uh, starting to work outside your lane of true fulfillment. And what your zone of genius is in order just to get it done or feel like, oh, because I did that, I always did that, I should continue to do that, even though it didn't fill me up. So I love that as an approach. And and Strength Finders is a great way to understand those benefits, but also it does show you where you need assistance too, right? Like it shows you... Yeah, the the other side, and when you can when you can articulate that as well, it makes it easier for everyone you work with, you know, because yeah. then you can set boundaries up really quickly. But you can also say, look, it's not our forte. We need to hire for what's missing between us, and making sure that when we are filling the gap together, it is filling that gap. Yeah, we don't cool. we don't need another me because I'm an ideas machine, and you know. Um, I need someone who actually can dot the I's and cross the T's. And my assistant is so great. I'm like, Hey, we did this thing. And I just wonder if there's like a pattern. She's like, Oh, I already took care of it. And I figured you'd want to have X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, right, great. Like, because she's worked with us so long and because her strengths are input and learner and organization, like she thrives on collating things and taking the information in. And she just, she knows what my big picture is. So she's able to use her strengths, which are absolutely in the, my bottom, <laughs> my weaknesses. And um, it allows us to not just get work done, but to almost like, I feel like we leapfrog, you know, I feel like it's not, um, it's not a hamster wheel. And so in a way it sets, it sets up uh, uh, our assistant, her assistant to be one step ahead of her often mm-hmm. because she already knows what, you know, she did this other project and what the expectation might be and all, all the things. So that's been really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very um, cohesive in its collaborative effort on getting what is needed done. And I love that because I think, I think a lot of the time people get stuck in just hiring themselves over and over again because they know who they are or they've seen a model of success uh, that just worked for them. And they think, oh, that applies to everyone. But what you've just described, both of you, even though it, it first was on a personal level, getting to understand and connect each other with each other, not knowing that eventually you would be in business together, right? 
But yeah. you use that strength to come together as partners in life. And then uh, in that decision, also seeing those strengths could benefit building business together. It is so important to also mine the gaps, you know, and make sure you're filling the gaps with other people and not feeling the pressure amongst yourselves to do it all. And some, sometimes you do hire yourself, though, you know, because as an entrepreneur, you are trying to do it all. And so you know where you're killing it and you create a system. But the reality is you can't keep maintaining the system. So you have to give it to someone. Right. Yeah, so, replacing yourself, I would say, yeah. is is that action, right, Braz? Like it's when oh, you've oh, outgrown what you've already built, right? And then it's come bring in someone else to take that over so you can move on to what's next. And so it's important to know your own strengths so that when you realize, all right, I got this handled, uh, you know, they can step in and do that appropriately. And that's been something that I, Leslie isn't in a position to be able to replace herself as the subject matter expert, but I'm totally in the position to replace myself as the systems guy who's like, you know, I, I, I'm really good at creating the mm -hmm. process and then I don't want to continue to maintain the process. I really actually hate maintaining the process because for me, the creative part of that is creating the system. Once yep. it's in place, I'm so excited to give it to someone else. Yeah, I love that. And and because that is a form of creative creativity is the problem solving of systems and operation development. It's just a different type of creativity. And that, that awareness that you have to know that like I'm happy to create it, but I need to then move on. Someone else has to run it. People could totally step into that, you know, that that role. And it's so much easier for you to identify who the right fit would be to maintain it. Because mm -hmm. then you would make sure that their strengths are really about running the machine versus building the machine, you know, like because <laughs> then then they would potentially get bored with the monotony over time too. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. That's so it's awesome. Well, so where are things now? So we've obviously we're where you guys were in LA, you've recently moved, you are still running your businesses online. How has it been for you and your business since going into the pandemic and you know hitting quarantine and all, all the things that the world has been seeing? How has it been for you guys? You know, the pandemic um, gave, us a, gave us a massive challenge, not going to lie, day one. In <laughs> uh, that... We had eight countries we were supposed to be at this year, another year of 140,000 plus miles of travel, tons of workshops, several retreats, like everything was planned out. And while we were in Cambodia leading a retreat, things were shutting down. And we were stuck like, do we cancel the London trip? Are we going? Can we cancel the London trip? Do these flights even cancel? Like, I've never, you know, <laughs> yeah. what about everyone's money for the event? We postpone it to the summer. I mean, I think what's really interesting, if you're listening to this now, while we're recording this, we obviously all can see that nothing's getting postponed two months anymore. <laughs> it's all getting right. postponed like a year. But back in March, you didn't know, like, how long is this lasting? And so it was a lot of tough decisions. And within that first week of, of um, being in, you know, shelter in place in LA, we came back we basically had to cancel an entire year of events, all the travel, all the workshops. And so 60% of our income for this entire year, everything we planned, gone. And we had to move really fast. We had to really think like, okay, what can we offer? What can we do? What, what are people asking right now? And so because we have the two businesses with Profitable Pilates, I knew... I just want to jump in and point out one of the things that... Uh constantly impresses me about Leslie is her willingness to uh, embrace a new, like what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. Whereas I often am like, well, here was our plan that we set four months ago. And she's like, she's like, Hey, people keep asking me for this today right now. So what if, can we meet that need right now? And that's what was the biggest uh, point for pivoting uh, our business. No, I love that. That's being, you know, your agility in responding to the demand, but the willingness also to pivot when you have to. And then also the 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 foundational piece, Brad, that you bring to the table of just 
saying, well, let's just make sure it's not taking us completely off course, even though we might be setting a new course. You know, so that has a great integration point in your business that even though, um, Leslie loves to be an idea generator in this particular moment, it was a holy shit. Are we just lost like X percentage of our business and our plan for this year has totally gone to the wayside. So now what? How can we respond and still serve our clients? And both of you had to come together to figure out what's next. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, normally what's great about Brad and even my assistant is they'll be like, well, that's a great idea. But you remember you want to do this this month. And I'm like, oh, I did want to do that this month. Okay. And then I'm like, well, then put this in the calendar because I still want to do it. Like, I, it's fun because they're not afraid to like just be like, hey, remember this is the plan. And sometimes I'm like, nope, this is the new plan because this exact moment, I was like, we have to pivot. And so I knew that the industry wasn't really actually prepared to teach virtually. Um, and I had been teaching online at that point for several years not just on-demand classes, but actually live virtual sessions one-on-one. And the industry really was not ready for that. And so we first went to our members. We just poured into them. We're like, this is exactly how you teach your clients online. This is what you're going to do. This is how they have to set it up. This is how you tell them it's fine. This, this is how much in the beginning of March. Yeah. Mid- middle of March. Middle of March. I'm like, this is how much you charge. You don't discount yourself. Like I was really great. And what was awesome is all of our members, they have had a very successful pandemic time as far as like your a definition of success and a pandemic. And um, so we did that for profitable Pilates. With online Pilates classes, you know, I had so many people who te- texted me and they're like, oh my gosh, OPC is going to do so great. You're so lucky. You're so set up for this. And what was really great is that everyone went online, but so did all the teachers. And Everyone was doing it for free. <laughs> yeah. What was really great was that all of the consumers went online. What was really difficult was that all the teachers went online. Yeah. And so how to differentiate yourself? Well, yeah. also they don't. They didn't like they. For some reason, people have this inherent belief that just because you're not in person, oh well, you know, I'll only charge ten dollars for yeah, class where I used to themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it was it was crazy. So it, for the first couple of months, the money fell out, and everyone was like, "Well, there are free classes every other day. Why would I take? Why would I pay for any?" So we we our members love us. They are there, and it's because of the community that we have on onlineplayersclasses.com. We actually have a community, and everyone takes the exact same class whenever they want. So that's what's really cool about, it, and that's how I've differentiated us from the get go. Is that it's not a Netflix. You're not going to go around and go, oh, whose class am I taking? And like, try to figure it out. Like, I, you know, we have one class. We have one class. Everybody's taking the same class for seven days. And then that class gets replaced by the next week's class. Yeah. And then to also meet this unique time is we started doing pop up live classes because I could also tell that people were missing going to class. They're missing. There are people who actually don't want on demand. They need the accountability of the time slot and they need to show up at a certain time. And, um, and then just taking a class live isn't enough. They actually need to hang out and see people's faces. And so we started bringing in city leaders, some of our super fans to help us post classes and create community with them. And so even yesterday we did one and the girl who hosted her husband has a band. And so they were a socially distanced band rehearsal. And she took the her Zoom down there and we got a performance. And it was so fun because the whole class got to like experience, have a shared experience. And um, so having that, having this performance wasn't just special. Oh, we got a performance, but it was, you know, everyone getting to, to feel like life was somewhat normal, you know, like, Oh, we're at a band, and um, we get to see faces, and everyone got to share the beauty of of having the pandemic. Like, not that the pandemic is all beautiful, but there are some things that are really good from it. And so, just to go back to your question, like when with having this specific time that we're in, having COVID shut us down in a, in a unique way, it actually allowed us to really build things up and really grow our business. Um, we were able to really have a focus without having to get up and travel and get out of routine. We could really focus on one thing, you know, which I mean, for us, it's two things, but 
just really focus on those businesses and not be, oh, oh this month we have to market this retreat. Now we got to market this. You know, we were able to really streamline things and we could see where the flaws are in our business now more than, oh, it's just time. Right. You know? That's that's my lovely dog, guys. <laughs> she she's she's singing. <laughs> so good. She's sending her love. It, it, this is the beauty of all of us now working from home. Pretty much is that that our our uh, fur babies get to show up <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. I personally have my door closed because mine likes to come in here and like pitter patter around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but ours. it's all good. When you think about though, Leslie, the. The shift that's happened. What what I love about this time, what I think has been a great benefit is that what you just described on connected moments and the value of that and how it really requires, I think, leaders to be able to create the space for our communities to connect in a healthy way and also um, be open to different ways of showing up what are some of the ways that you know you as you teach and as you're exploring your own growth um, have you shared or or feel more grounded in through this time? Yeah, um, I I feel like the 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 beauty of this time has has actually allowed me to be even more vulnerable with my members because my members are from all over the world. And sometimes some of the things I'm going through are just very specific to where I live. Mm-hmm. But for the first time ever, you know, the entire world was going through the same thing. And so I was just really able to um, share with them, kind of share with them the pivot and bring them on the journey and tell them, you know, what a how sad it was to cancel the things that they were all looking forward to. A lot of them were coming with us on things. And what was really special about that is that it was something that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to be sharing more of the behind the scenes and the story and being more vulnerable with them. But I really didn't know how to do that. I just I just didn't have that insight on like how would that be received and what do they want to know. I'm I'm very much an introvert who gets along with people. And so I'm like, what do people want to know? <laughs> so yeah, being I would just say like having this 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 time to share with them like even even today as we're talking about this share with them like why we moved and why why we moved to Vegas even though it wasn't even on our 2020 plans you know was more because i just i think so many people whether they're taking pilates with me they're thinking of taking pilates with me or they're in the business i need to just sometimes remember that their their ideas and their thoughts aren't weird and maybe they seem strange because everyone else is wondering why they're doing them. But I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure you can agree some of the most craziest, weirdest ideas um, are exactly what makes your business profitable, makes you start a new business. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm finding, I'm finding a new path because of this. And I, the longer it goes on, of course, it's sad and frustrating and there's some worries there, but also, it helps me get more solid in where I know I'm taking our companies and what I what matters most to to me about them. I love that. I think it, it, transparency is so key during this time and being able to communicate it not only with your teams but also with your clients. There, there's a stronger sense of trust as well as truth, you know, in the matter. And you lead by example. I know that's why your community benefits from you sharing when you are ready to share because it gives them also permission to do the same. And I think we need more of that type of leadership in this world today because we're all just trying to figure out where we belong, who can we rely on, connect with, and trust in order to build that life and or business that we're, we're looking towards. It's one of the things that I know people, why people take my classes. So if you are listening to this and you teach anything, the mistakes, going back to the videos, the mistakes I actually make in class, my not being perfect in, in my own doing of exercises sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, that was not how that was supposed to be. You should have your ribs down. I'm going to work on that. Like 
just mm-hmm. allowing them in on, on, on my own Pilates journey. I know that because our members are not all Pilates teachers, most of them are just human beings who want to get a workout. They, what I hope that they are reminded is like, oh, well, she, she, you know, even on a subconscious level, she's still practicing too. So in whatever they're doing, they get to practice as well. And that's really important. One of the comments we've gotten a couple of times actually is, uh, is like at the end of a class, if she's breathing hard <laughs> because it's hard, uh, we've gotten the comment like, I'm so glad you're human. It's so <laughs> yeah. weird. People, that's the comment a couple of times, you know, and uh, a little less was just saying about uh, the community. Uh, we have, uh, we got a, new crop of people who are just taking Pilates for the first time, you know, and the site focuses, we have a whole section for brand new people who've never taken class before, or they don't even know what Pilates is. And, and there's a whole intro series that is essentially like steps to lead you up to feeling comfortable taking the weekly classes. And so that journey is also, it's also funny because you know, if you've ever taken yoga for the first time in your class, you kind of feel so self-conscious. You're looking around like, I don't even know what... When they're like, do the name of this move. You're like, I don't even know what right. the move is. So like, how am I... You know, so we tried to... Knowing that, because we've both been there, uh, we, we, we made the intro series so that people could kind of get up to speed, as it were. I love that. Uh, yeah. So smart. And also, you know, what I, I, I personally, as a... As leaders, I feel like those environments, like where you can actually go follow in a way that you're still feeding yourself. Like when I do any sort of form of a group exercise and I'm following an instructor or through my my own, you know, virtual experience and my DVDs at home, <laughs> I still use them. <laughs> they 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 challenge me in a way that um, reminds me to follow. Like Sometimes as leaders, we don't put ourselves in enough position to actually follow someone else. And we feel like there's all this responsibility on us. When you put yourself in these type of classes and know that you're actually about to go through some learning curve, it is quite humbling. And it reminds you, A, that you don't have to lead all the time. And it is, and B, that there's something for you to learn. And so I love the format that you're doing it gracefully to show them the intro steps but ultimately you know you become your own version of what mastery looks like in these models and i always encourage leaders so if you're a leader and you're listening is to go follow a class like go follow an instructor just follow for a while so you can remember what it's like to be on the other side of leading yeah oh i love that that's such a good reminder um it's, and i think it's also like Going back to we're talking, being transparent, like have fun. I put a video up the other day, and like everyone's putting videos up, so that's why I kind of didn't want to for years. I was like, as if I could, like you know, I'm not doing the Instagram videos thing, which is so dumb because like that's what you have to do. So, but I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have fun. So I wrote this thing. I'm like, I'm like, so some thoughts on this exercise. I totally needed to close my spring. So. Gotcha. I, I tell you all the time to do it too. And I need to take my own advice. My hair bun is too tall for video and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like I just like to have fun with it because I think we take ourselves so seriously and whoever is wanting to follow you, even if they're a really serious person, they life is already serious enough. So having fun while doing it is important because again, it just reminds them that you are a human being. And I think sometimes if you're too perfect, then people think that they can't do whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. So true. So um, Brad, I'd love to ask you during this time, what has been you know, a major thing either you've learned and or um, you know, taken away from the impact of the pandemic, uh, this period of time we're in, and uh, as it relates to you know, how you stand in life and your business? One thing I've taken away um, and uh, how it's impacted us, I think, so when Lester's talking about the uh, cancellation of all the travel plans, for us, that is like dessert that we get paid for. And I love traveling. I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. 
experiencing new cultures and being in new places and meeting new people. You know, my, my number one strength is woo. Uh, you know, like set me loose in a room. I will work that room and meet every person in there. And, uh, uh, the, that, that also tied in with my music career, driving around the country and doing all that stuff. It's also the biggest possible distraction you could have for any company. Because when the two primary uh, workers of the team are literally out of their routine for 10 days at a shot twice a month, you know, it's really difficult to create a consistent workflow. And um, so when everything got shut down, my first thought was like, I'm so pissed, you know, because we, we don't get to go do what we love to do. And after a few months, I realized how powerful this time is for us because we're able to go back through and reevaluate our processes, our workflow, so that next time when this comes around, instead of us maintaining, uh, you know, the start it, stop it, you know, start it, oh, I'm two weeks behind uh, that we used to do. Now we have a different system in place. Uh, to be able to function while traveling um, in a in a different way, um, and that so that's been uh, one of the things that I've, I've found. Uh, it's a bummer, but it's also been such a huge thing for us to reevaluate our workflow. Yeah, and it sets the foundation so that when um, you are able to book and have back to back events across around the world, because I know you guys. Go to many cool places to host your workshops and events. It will be easier for everything else to be managed because you leverage this time. And I think that's super important. A lot of people have been sitting idle and waiting. I think now probably got the kick in the butt to do something around like June, <laughs> you know, knowing that this wasn't a temporary situation having the time to evaluate, assess, and then tweak during during this slower period or a period of less travel. Because it hasn't really slowed down for us who have online practices. Like My whole practice is virtual. I'm very fortunate that I uh, my time with my clients on site was mainly choice. Um, I could always do my work remotely. So right. I've been crazy busy. But I have taken the slowdown of demand in certain areas of my time where I had to be on site with clients or I had to manage a certain way to do that same evaluation. So I love that that's a, a takeaway of yours. Um, yeah, this has been, been such to, a cool... Oh, go ahead, Brad. I've been able to um, roll some of the tech experience I've had with all the different companies. Um, you know, I've probably worked on um, or for 10 or 15 companies in the last 15 years. Because of my my role, I used to work at a startup house, and I would pop in and out of different companies briefly to to work on projects. And so I've been able to take like I worked one of the companies was like pure dev tech ultra nerd situation, and I was put into an experience of of uh, a workflow called Agile. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a developer, you know what Agile is. So yeah, or if you're an agile coach like me, you know what it is. <laughs> okay. totally. or I love it. I was like, I've heard of agile before. Yeah. 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 We've kind of <laughs> we've kind of adapted agile to our workflow. Um, and it's done, it's been really uh, relieving because it allows us to reevaluate our priorities and our tasks and the amount of you know stuff we're putting on our plate. And um, it's not it's not like by the book agile because we don't necessarily need the whole review step and all that jazz. But like, you know, we we've been able to make an adjustment to it. And and so the last maybe month I think we've been operating off of this. And it's been really exciting because now it's allowing us to um, identify uh, from your last uh, episode, you're talking about hiring practices. With the way that we set up um, agile, we actually I can literally look and see like Okay, what are these tasks categorized as? Oh, wow, 50%, 53% of the tasks on my plate right now have to do with bookkeeping and finance. Yeah. Which means, and I, and I don't really need to hire someone. 
it's, yeah, it's time. It. It's finally time. We need someone to, to look at this stuff on a consistent basis. So yeah. by, by doing this reevaluation, it's allowed us to look and see where we need to expand our team. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'd say agility and the methods of, of agile practices are in higher demand now across all areas of the business. Then, um, especially in like the hiring practices, as well as the evolution, because you're, we're constantly developing our systems and operations and product lines based on not only the demand coming in, but the response to what you actually have put out there. And that's that's the beauty of the agile practices is that it bakes in the pause, evaluate, decide what is the the highest priority, go act on that. Do it again, right? Like it, it's a cycle of of movement to continuously develop your business. So I love that you guys are putting that into practice because it's going. So many people are going to benefit not only with the method that you've put in play, but because you're actually listening and responding and looking at yourselves a certain way and developing who you are. Everybody wins under that scenario in a much faster time frame. Most companies do that in an annual. Basis. Some of them wow. don't even reevaluate strategies they put in place for years until they hit certain goals, which is putting them, their clients, and their business in the. How do they stay in business? And I'm still like fighting to grow mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, there are inefficiencies everywhere, Leslie. It's like, it's not. It's a, you're right. It is frustrating. But I'll tell you that times like this in, in the response to the slowness in certain industries with the pandemic and you're going to see we're going to see more of an impact to those companies that needed to trim the fat and get more agile <laughs> they are going to be the ones that are going to suffer the most in in the next you know i would say 6 to 8 months we're going to see that um, response you're going to know really quickly who um, isn't evaluating and tweaking and making it better um, every day. And so we'll see that for sure. Well, yeah. this has been so awesome getting to know both of you. And I, you know, I can talk to you guys forever. I would love for you to tell our listeners how best to connect with you as they have questions um, or they want to take one of the classes, like give them some information so they know how to connect with you both. Well, Brad is definitely not going to be on social media for you. But if you have questions, you should DM me. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Um, if, you, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email our support emails. Those end up... Those, if, if it's directed at me, our, our support team will make sure I see it. Yeah. Uh, but Leslie is on the socials. I'm on the socials. And you can find me on Instagram at, les, at leslie.logan. So L-E-S-L-E-Y. And if you want to take uh, a class, we have a free class that you can sign up and take. It's just onlinepilotesclasses.com slash free. Super easy. Um, but there's tons of free tutorials up there, like hundreds. I film a few every single week. And um, I love um, hearing from people. I love hearing what your, not just your takeaways, but your questions are. You know, it's If you're looking for business coaching, uh, you can go to profitablepilates.com slash agency. And uh, that's the coaching aspect of uh, of you know of the company. Um, and then, like Lasu was saying, OPC is the the workouts. Yeah, and it's just you know it's fun. So, however you want to get a hold of me, you can. But I find that whatever your whatever your goals are, connecting to yourself is the most important way to get there. And Pilates helps you do that. And so, I'd love to be that person who helps you get to know yourself and take some time for yourself and your practice every day. I love that, guys. And before we close out today's episode, I love to ask my guests, what, if anything, is there something going on with you or in life or business that you could use some support on from me? Oh, I... Yeah. You know what? Where we're... Like I said earlier, when you're in this time, it highlights some of the areas that you need the most support, like where there's holes in your business, you know? And you can't just blame time on it. And one of the things that we've found is just getting more people into like top of the funnel. Like the more people, obviously this podcast is amazing, but like the more people we could get into just finding out about what we do is where we're, we're really challenged right now. Yeah. So um, is it a matter of them 
I guess, how do you track your your traffic today? Because when I witness you got you online, especially Leslie, like it's it's very much um, educational, supportive, uh, and I'm curious what kind of direction you're giving folks, especially if they're new landing on you. So we've uh, we've just been going through the process of building out a handful of uh, like actual uh, funnels where they hit the site and then they. They um, they get you know the tripwire or a piece of free content, and then we invite them to come into the fold. And uh, our what we need now is more more traffic, basically more eyeballs. I just have to say that that question. She's like, "What are a direction you're giving people who are just laying upon you on social media?" I actually don't think I give those people any direction. <laughs> I'm nodding my head over here. <laughs> I'm like, so I actually don't think I give them direction, and I and that is a, just like ah uh-huh, like 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 my Oprah aha moment. <laughs> yeah, because what, what happens to us on especially on the social platforms when we're comfortable with our community, we think they actually know how to engage with us, and we forget. To direct them, especially because I know you for a fact have new traffic to you coming all the, all the time because people share you all the time. Yeah. That maybe what what you could consider is like once a week something for the newbies, like some something for the new eyes on you. Like how are you going to engage with them, direct them, and show them how best to engage with you and get into your funnel. I'm, you know, I'm, like that. I'm so obsessed with this because, like, there's one day of every week because we have two two feeds, and every time I think I'm going to combine them, we then realize we're not because we're going to add other people to speak on profitable parties. So, yeah, it's so two different. It's we're two not different. I do yeah, clients, so I wouldn't for sure. Yeah. So they stay separate, but there's one day of every week on each feed, and they're never the same day. Where I'm like, I am out of. I don't know what I'm posting today. And that would be the day that, that is like the, what am I doing oh, for the newbies? I'm so excited yeah. about this. Oh my God. I just want to post. Yes. <laughs> Good. Well, that's a quick solve. <laughs> and what, but then also guys, um, the other, yeah, obviously technical things, Brad, if you wanted to research is looking into paid SEO Making sure you are at the top of search, you know, engines for who you're serving and what questions they have, and just potentially look into investing that way from a technical standpoint for people to either land on on one of the two um, Instagram pages you have, and or just in general straight to your site to the to all those lead magnets you've created. There there could be a, the technical strategy behind that as well. Yeah. But oh my that's God. that's how fun. I'm like <laughs> now my brain is like, oh my god, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. I, I, <laughs> oh, I lit the fire. <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad you found it useful and um and like keep me posted on its progress. But uh, thank you so much, guys, for being with me today and serving my audience. Oh. And as you guys listening have any questions, feedback, or even just you know, want to share that you're listening, we'd love for you to post a, a picture and tag us in it and let us know what your takeaways were from today's conversation. Yeah, please. And I'll, I'll show them to Brad, but I have to just give, I have to give a cream. I have to give you a massive shout out. Heck yeah. I mean, you guys know she's amazing because you're listening to her podcast, but like, just like she just asked me that one question and I'm like, oh my God, that's the thing. She, it's not like she's a scene, like, futuristic ball but she does she it's almost like you can see where the hole is in like the pattern and you just zero in on it every time every time we talk i'm like oh <laughs> that's the thing and like the reason we are in this house right now is because we were like okay we have all these things we could be doing you're like well why don't you do that thing again and we're like oh why don't we do that thing again so i just want to say like so much love for you because you are truly a gift to everyone who is listening to you right now thank you so much to you both you know i i really enjoy 
being able to serve in in my gifting like that's how i stay in my zone so letting letting me into your badass journey has been such a gift to me so i appreciate it and thanks again for being on today's show yeah thank you you're amazing wasn't that such a great episode i know you got amazing takeaways from that What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. 